The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this end of year episode of the Heat Check, it's our special New Year's resolution episode. And I am here to give my resolutions for a whole bunch of players, teams, from the Atlanta Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets to Rudy Gobert and Grayson Allen. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about this too. The greatest regular season NBA performance of all time, maybe, from Luka Doncic? Probably the second best. But I'll get into that. Also, almost 2023, Nick. So do me a favor and drop that generic ass beat. So 2022 is about to be history. And let's just say it's been a year to forget for a lot of people. Robert Sarver, for one. Kyrie Irving, another. list is probably pretty long for the people who would rather forget that 22 existed. But we're not here for all that. We're here to do something different. And that is to spread positivity and to spread joy. Because that is what is my resolution, personally, for 2023. And with the new year comes a whole bunch of new opportunities. New opportunities to be better. New opportunities to be nicer. And that is why we'll call this episode and end this episode with our annual NBA New Year's resolutions where we peer into the crystal ball and divvy out resolutions for players and teams that could, let's face it, use a little positivity right now. But before we get into that, let's go over some of the recent news that's been popping around the league. We have to do it. We have to talk about this. Dallas with Luka Doncic. Oh, my God. I, Folks, I was at dinner. Did you think... Like, it would have made any sense to cancel dinner plans to watch the Dallas Mavericks take on the New York Knicks. Did anybody think that they needed to stop everything in their life for that game? No, I didn't. So I didn't get to see Luca's game live. I, it's a confession. I didn't see it live. I had to watch it back after the fact. I had to see it on Twitter trending. My phone's blowing up. And you know what? I'm sad. I'm sad about it. I'm going to live to regret it. I'm going to know. It's one of those where were you moments. I'm going to know, oh, yeah, I was at AOC in Los Angeles, California, eating dinner with a friend when Luka dropped 60-plus, 21-10. and 10. There's 
you got thoughts, you're trying to do some research, and you're making that all happen, and then you're doing it on the fly, and all of a sudden you look up, and someone else has already had the same take. There's probably nothing worse than that, truthfully. To be a a take artist, a flamethrower, an opinionist, you look up, you research, you prep, you write, you're about to talk, and then all of a sudden, Nick fucking Wright first things first comes through and drops one right down on your head. So I'm not a Nick Wright hater. I actually like Nick Wright a lot. But damn, I did not see Nick Wright coming in and pickpocketing me like his name is Luka Doncic on Luka's take. So what he said was exactly what I wanted to say. 60, 21, and 10 was a top five regular season performance in the entire history of the NBA. Not just in the last generation. Since the birth of the NBA, Luca's performance on that night when I was at a random restaurant against the New York Knicks was a, one of the greatest top five performances ever. But I'm going to give you a couple reasons why Luca's game yesterday is the best game any of us have ever seen. First of all, the context of it. His team's down nine with 35 seconds left. In the last 20 years... 13,885 teams have been down nine or more with 35 or less seconds left. You know how many of them won? Well, one now. It was zero. Now it's one. Second reason. He's the only guy in league history that could have done that, that could put up that stat line. It's not just that he's the only guy that has done a 60-20-10. He's the only guy that could. So I had done all the research, right? Yes, Nick got that. Zero for 13,844 stat line from Sam Quinn, too. And now I have to give Nick his props and say, yup. Luca, Luca's performance was one of the best regular season games in nearly 20 years. But before we get deeper into this, Wilt Chamberlain holds six out of the ten highest scoring games in history and 15 of the top 25. And he did this mostly before TV. So he is, we have to put Wilt Chamberlain in a category of himself. Someday I'll probably drop a video about this on what everyone gets wrong about his 100-point game, but not today, folks. I got too much time. I got, a, I got a reservation in about 45 minutes. So today is about Luca. To understand why he did what he did was insane. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What are the greatest regular season game performances in NBA history? Well, number one, Denver's David Thompson put up 73. 7 and 2 on the Pistons on April 19th or on April 9th 1978 excuse me on the day of the NBA season Thompson was once called by Bill Walton the perfect basketball player he was locked in a battle at that point for the scoring title with George Gervin so he needed a huge game and he went out and scored 32 points in the first quarter 13 of 14 shooting 6 for 6 from the line the only problem was that it was the final game ever in Detroit's Kobo Arena, and they wanted him to go out a winner, so they legit threw the kitchen sink at him and held him to only 20 in the second half. The pit, this guy could have had 100 points. The Pistons even managed to pull out of a win, and David Thompson fell just short of the scoring title despite shooting 74% from the floor. Why? Because George Gervin went off for 63 on the same day. Insane. Unreal. 
Just really something for the masses there. On March 28, 1990, Michael Jordan, MJ, Airness, dropped 69, nice, 18, and 6 on the Cavaliers. The game's probably the closest one to Lucas' performance because MJ put up 18 rebounds to go with four steals and a block. That's ridiculous. More incredible, he went 23 for 27 from the field, and in MJ style, the Bulls ended up really outlasting a good Cavs team's 117-113. Probably the greatest regular season performance of all time. That's what people say, at least. I was like, four. So, do I, did I, do I remember it off the top? No, I don't. David Robinson, 71-14-5 on the last day of the 1994 season. He won the scoring title over Shaq in that game. He faced double and triple teams all night. And he still managed to shoot 63% from the field. He scored the first 18 Spurs points of the game. And, uh, oh yeah, he ended up winning the scoring title with 29.6 points per game because Shaq only had 32 in that game. So that was a sick performance. Ridiculous. 71 points. Like, 71 points? The next day, very important day, probably one of my favorite. I think this is my personal favorite. January 22nd. 2006. Kobe drops 81. Ugh. Let me say it again. Kobe drops 81, 6 and 2 in 42 minutes of action. What an absurd stat line. He was 28 for 46 from the field. Perfect Kobe, non efficient type performance, including going 7 for 13 from 3. The craziest thing about this game, though? The Lakers were trailing by 18 in the third quarter, and from that point on, Kobe put up 51 points, and the Lakers absolutely curb-stomped the Raptors, beating them by almost 20. He had 55 points in the second half. That is Kobe. You think you have me, and you do not have me. Bonkers. So Lucas... Crazy stat line, 21 freaking rebounds. I don't know what that is about. And he probably could have 20 assists as well. His, as we know, he doesn't have a lot of help out there. Spencer did when he hits, uh, hit a couple of huge shots down the stretch. But the fact that Luka, Luka put up this not number, 60, 21, and 10, and they came back. It wasn't just the stat line. It's that they came back and won when they were down nine points with, what, a minute left to go? 30 seconds left to go? 35 seconds left. Ended up sending the game to overtime. And it's not just that he scored 60. He had 50 last week. But he scored 60 and had 10 assists. And he probably could have had 21 assists as well. Like, all the Mavs couldn't hit an open shot to save their life. He was so good in every aspect of the game. He had two steals. He had one block. It was just disgusting. And, and then the best part about Luka, because I love him, and he's just so fat and just such a regular guy. You look at him, and he's just the most unassuming, insane basketball player. Like, all those other players, you look at them, all those other top five performances in the NBA, you look at those guys, and you go, yeah, that's an athlete. Yeah, that guy could put that guy could put 71 on my head. Not Luka. Look, you look at Luka, and you say, uh, is this guy my uh, task rabbit? Is he about to help me move? That's Luka. Like, Luca looks like he does need a recovery beer. Because that's what he said. I need a recovery beer. And fortunately for all of us, 
Lasko Brewery immediately jumped on the Luca train, started launching their recovery beer edition in an IG post. They said, for every tired Luca who needs a beer for regeneration, we have brewed recovery beer. How do they do that so fast? I also need a recovery beer from watching the highlights. I can't imagine what Luca felt in that game. So those are my top five regular season games of all time. Who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing someone, but let me know who.